Hello and welcome back to the Footy Sphere, episode 8 on our channel with me, Tyron, and my partner in crime, Andrew Nadu. Just to let everyone know, this is our second attempt at episode 8. We got about 7-8 minutes in with some great content that you all would have absolutely loved. But here we are to try and bring it out again to you. Andrew, say hello again to everybody. Hello everyone. I hope everybody's enjoying the evening today and yeah let's get straight into it um yeah we're saying that this is the direct um game week from the game week we had a couple of weeks ago on the 28th of december and it's quite nice to have a midweek game again before the whole champions league starts again yeah very it's going to be very cool i mean it feels like we just spoke about this the other day but i'm very keen to get back into it yeah and and, and even with it just being a couple of days ago, the league table has changed so much since then, especially the bottom half of the table. We're looking where Norwich was, where Watford is, where Bournemouth is, even Brighton. Uh, it is it is crazy to see where the teams are and what they're doing. The, the likes of the Saints and Watford have really climbed the table and Bournemouth and Norwich are really struggling to get out at the moment and Burnley looked like they can get sucked into this battle as well. Yeah, the, that battle there at the bottom is... Definitely something to be looked at. And as we're on that, we're, we're talking about Bournemouth and Brighton. We're, um, is this a chance for Bournemouth to maybe start getting something to try and push themselves out this match against Brighton? Yeah, I, I, think, I think this has to be the game. This is a game where they have to do it. Brighton have a bit of a cushion over the rest of the relegation candidates at the moment. Even though there's only three points, I think that's, that's one game ahead of everyone else. And this was a game where Bournemouth started the slide. This was a game where they just came off a good draw against Arsenal on Boxing Day. And then they traveled to Brighton and they lost them. In the next four games, they've lost every single game. And mostly, and they've lost every single game without scoring a goal. Since Boxing Day, they have not scored a goal. And that's the big thing. They'll be out. Uh, Cook won't be there this week. Due to the red wall, I mean the to the red card incident with the handball this week, and I, I just think this is the game. If they get a point, if they get three points here, and the Villa Watford game is a six point swing because they play each other, they could absolutely jump out of this relegation zone. Yeah, it's definitely a, an opportunity for them to try and grab with both hands. But um, we see, according to the form, if we're looking at home and away form. Bournemouth are at a disadvantage despite being at home. Uh, they're the bottom of the form table in the last four matches, if we're looking at those matches. Of the form table, they're sitting deep at the bottom. And on away form, Brighton are sitting mid-table. They're sitting 10th. So the stats are looking in Brighton's favour, but hopefully Bournemouth can get out of this slump and get a victory. Yeah, I, I, I honestly do think that this is a game where they have to have to get out at the moment. Because team, as soon as you get to a point where it's two wins to get out, three wins to get out, I don't think there's enough time. Even though Watford have shown they've gone unbeaten the last five, is can other teams pull that out the fire now? Villa just won two out of the last five, and they're still in the relegation zone. So the wins you get are so important at the moment. Every single point counts because we're not sure what the other relegation candidates are doing. And all the way from 8 to 17th place, there's only nine points in this. If you can yeah. string a, a set of results together, you can easily get out. 
Just go look at Southampton and Watford at the moment. They string the results together and they look like they could be going up the table. Yeah, actually, talking about Southampton, it was an interesting game with them on the weekend. I mean, going 2-0 up, things flying. I mean, the feel-good factors back there at Southampton. The fans are happy. The team's doing great. They saw themselves go 2-0 up and then fall apart and lose the match 3-2. Um, what do you think happened there? I think it's just complacency a bit of game management. You go 2-0 up, you are, you, are, you are at home, in front of your home fans, just... Seal out the game. All you got to do is make sure, take the game out. You know what Wolves are going to do. They got that potent strike force. They have Neto, they have Jimenez, they have, but I mean, they have a Dimitrovore. It, it is a, such a potent team. You can't give them anything. And even when they went 2-1 down, close up the game. Game management is so important there. And, they, and if they get into this relegation fight again, those are the games they're going to rule. And looking at Wolves, I mean, we spoke about it earlier when they started the season. They looked like they were not going to be able to replicate their form. And during the midweek, they did lose to Man United. Um, but they're still showing that they are here to fight in the Premier League. And it looks to me that uh, they're not going to back away from a Champions League fight even. I mean, they're putting themselves in there. They're definitely throwing themselves into the mix. Oh, yeah. And with the teams around them having no form at the moment... Absolutely. And Wolves are a team that like going to big teams. They like being an underdog. They like fighting for every single point and they do it. It's such a great team to watch. And honestly, I think they would deserve to have a Champions League place. So the way they've performed, they've taken that European Thursday night curse, whatever it is, and they've put it aside and said, no, we're going to play and we're going to show you that we can pull this off. The likes of Spurs, Arsenal... Manchester United, Everton, teams with bigger stadiums, more money. They've all been pushed aside. And now we're looking at Wolves and Sheffield that may actually be pushing for the European places. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, like we said, this Premier League, it just seems like it's getting stronger and stronger. I mean, all the teams below Liverpool, Bob Wolves, didn't win the, their game this weekend. Um, for a Liverpool fan, it was actually great because all your potential teams to push you, drop points, and you went and gained points against one of your biggest arch rivals. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like nobody wanted it this weekend. Like you said, from 2nd all the way to 11th, nobody won. No yeah. one won. And, and that is really a weird stat to see. That's a really a weird thing to see. And, and I think this whole Christmas period is taking a, a toll on teams at the moment. It's like uh, team struggling at the moment. And uh, so it's, it's only going to get worse. You still have the Carabao Cup. You still have the FA Cup. Champions League's coming back. European football. A lot of these teams are looking thin throughout their lineups at the moment. So I think teams just have to be wise in this January transfer window and see what they can get from them. Yeah, there's a few teams out there that are definitely needing to strengthen. And like they said, it's not easy to come by players because most teams nowadays don't just want to buy anyone. They want to buy the right player. So it's going to be interesting to see what all our teams do. The next tasty matchup that we were speaking out just before we got cut off was the Sheffield United-Manchester City game. Um, Both teams, well, specifically Sheffield United, have been having a great season. To Man City standards, I think you could debate if they're having a great season. Most Man City fans will probably say no. 
Um, if they've fallen so far behind the league leaders, a lot of Man City fans might look at that as something that's not really good. But this is also not going to be an easy game for them to try and close that gap on Liverpool. Sheffield United definitely also want to get themselves back to winning ways after this weekend. And they will not make it easy at all for Man City. No, and the, the biggest thing for Man City has been that defense. If you look at Sheffield, they've conceded five goals less than Man City have. And that's the biggest thing for Man City at the moment. If they get their defenders sorted out this weekend, maybe have Stones and Archimendi back and play them and have that rocks in the front with Rodri and Fernandinho, I can see them getting something from the end of the season here. But they need their defenders back. They scored the most goals in the league, but they are leaking goals at the back and it's costing them games. You need mm. a good defense to set this game on and they don't have it at the moment. Yeah, it just seems to be... Defence this season seems to be a big issue for a lot of teams. I mean, Liverpool, even from having one of the best defensive records last season, started this season really poor on defence. I mean, they were also just conceding goals. They were leaking goals. Although they were winning games, they were conceding goals. It's only recently that Liverpool have now managed to get, I think it's, what, six clean sheets in a row? Yeah, it is six now. And it's taken a few matches to get themselves there. So teams are showing attacking intent. And... Creative players and these small things that teams are doing to get the goals is coming through, and I think defenses do need to pick up a bit. Yeah, I, I, and I agree with you 100%. If you look at the top, let's say, seven teams, you look at Liverpool and Sheffield United as the two best defensively sound teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Even Leicester have just fallen off the pace a little bit at, at the moment, losing games to Burnley and Southampton. As uh, as well as Liverpool, and and they, and they had a good December, but they had to play City, they had to play Liverpool, and they show there's a little bit of a gap between the top two and the rest of the league at the moment. Yeah, defensively, attacking wise, at midfield, controlling the game, and I think teams just have to figure that out now and see which is the best way for it. Yeah, an interesting stat on that defence, something that I saw today was Allison's now sitting at top of the most clean sheets and he's played like half the games. He's only played 13 yeah. games because he was injured for a while, but now he's sitting on the top of the, like, the clean sheets league. So it's very interesting. It's definitely a testament that teams aren't are struggling to keep clean sheets. Yeah, and that's the thing. Teams are really struggling to keep clean sheets at the moment. And on the other side of that... Uh, a Man City scoring record because I look at the stat that says Aguero has only played 12, I think it's 12 or 15 games a season and yeah. he's already in the top three goal scorers. So between Allison and Sergio Aguero, they're really, really just going to turn it on this season. Yeah, they definitely, they're two world-class players and that's what world-class players do for you. Um, next one we want to talk about, in talking about a team, we saw Southampton also go 2-0 up and then bottle a lead. Another yeah. team that would be potential that was at one stage chasing for Liverpool for the title, Leicester City, also going a goal up and then losing the game 2 1. Yeah, and that's the weird thing about going to Burnley. If you look at the goals, corners, set plays, knocking the ball down, putting the back of the net, it's like Leicester didn't do their homework on what should have been done at set plays and things like that. Burnley, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to come in. Big centre-backs come in. You're going to play from there. You get bullied at uh, set plays. And they should have had this game wrapped up. I think that missed pen by Vardy as well also threw them off a bit. And it just looked like they were rattled and 
they just couldn't close it out at the end. Yeah, um, t- talking on that thing, we also have to give big credit where credit's due to Nick Pope. I mean, he was yeah. incredible in that game. He saved Burnley in that game. He pretty much won that game for them. Although he didn't score the goals, he made some very crucial saves, including the penalty that put his team back on the front foot and allowed them to take the game in, in that moment. Yeah, 100%. And Nick Pope, I think, is in, the, is in the running to be England's number one come the Euros. Uh, I know that he's had a very good season now with, um, with, with Burnley, and, and let's see how it goes. And Burnley will always be that type of team that's going to be hard to break down and hard to go from there. They've had a tough run through the December period, and let's hope this is where they turn it around because they've lost four in a row before this. They had a rough run of fixtures. And yeah, they've had a good set now against Leicester. Let's hope they can kick on and they play a United team who, were hot, who blew hot and cold against Liverpool on the weekend. Yeah, look, United, it was a Liverpool came there and they. they put together what they wanted. They came in and made life incredibly difficult for Man United. I mean, both the two goals that were disallowed for Liverpool were very close, like very, very close. And Liverpool just really played incredibly well. There was a small moment that United came and decided like, okay, we're going to play a bit of football now and then took the game to Liverpool, but they couldn't make anything happen. Maybe they cared against Burnley, but then again, we never know with Man United at this stage. Um, what do you think about your side against Norwich? Your team seems to be struggling to get those three points, eh? Norwich is our Bowie team. I don't know. I think this whole league is our Bowie team at the moment. But <laughs> in, the past, in the past, Norwich has been our Bowie team. And even when we went and played there uh, a couple of weeks ago, because I remember watching this game. And this game, we scored off a Kane penalty, uh, Ericsson free kick. And... Uh, Norwich caught us on the counter once and they beat our, our offside trap and they played like that. And Pookie's coming back and he's looking good. Cantwell's looking good. Spurs really struggling for form. We played a team that's one place above the relegation zone and the bookmakers and the pundits put them as favourites this week. Oh, uh, jeez, like, really? Yeah. So, Watford were favourites to beat us this weekend. And, and that was a little bit weird, but I would see where that came from. And even this week, Norwich coming to us, because I, I hope for a win. I really do. I, we need the points. This is a game where if we get the win here, I think Norwich could be all but gone because that could be six points up if uh, Bournemouth get the win there. Oh, we we desperately need the win here just to catch some points to ignite something because I'm not sure where the season goes from now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mourinho will have the exact same sentiment that you're sharing now. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly touch on the Liverpool Wolves game, then we can get into the the match of the weekend, the Chelsea Arsenal match. Um, yeah. again, this is Liverpool's flying high. We know Liverpool's flying high. They're having an incredible season. This is a game, though, where Liverpool can lose. I think we could say that now with any game that we talk about Liverpool because yeah. there's going to be that game where it's going to happen. But Wolves, as we said, were one of the only other teams who won in the this last weekend out of the top. I think you said up to a top, top 11, hey? Yeah, the top 11 teams. So they're, they're definitely not going to make it easy for Liverpool. But then again, we know 
Liverpool's Liverpool, so they could also just show up and dominate a match when they need to. That being said, okay, so we know that's pretty self-explanatory. The next one, the Chelsea-Arsenal game. These two sides, hmm, it's very interesting. Arsenal are struggling, even with Arteta coming back. They're still sitting in the exact same place that they've been in for a while. Chelsea are the team that's literally saying, sometimes we can be fantastic, but sometimes we have no clue. So this should be a very interesting match. Yeah, and I think Chelsea raised their games for the bigger clubs, but they seem to almost go off the ball when they play teams below them. And I think Arsenal could be in trouble here. They've got Noah Aubameyang up front, and he's been absolutely potent for them. And, yeah, even, though they have, and even though they have Lacazette and they have all these players coming in, they have Pepe, they have a good front line. I still don't see where these goals are coming from. And... <laughs> That's the thing. That's the biggest thing for me. And Chelsea can just close up shop at times and just say, come, let's play and we'll play you on the break. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, when they when they really want to play, they can they play some solid football. We've seen some great football played by Chelsea. So they're definitely a very dangerous side for any team that faces in the season. 100%. And I, 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 I do think Chelsea will... Because if I had to say a team to win, I would definitely be back in Chelsea for this one because Arsenal just don't look like they're there and Chelsea are going to need a big performance after that poor performance against um, Newcastle on the weekend. Yeah, they definitely need a bounce back if they want to continue the top four fight. Okay, so let's move on to our fantasy segment. Um, we've got the double game week for Liverpool and West Ham this weekend. Um we saw Trent Alexander-Arnold have a great, got himself a clean sheet and assist. Um, Mohamed Salah got himself a goal. Virgil van Dijk got himself a goal and a clean sheet. Who do you back from this Liverpool side to captain this week? I'm surely, if you are playing fantasy to win it, you should be captaining a Liverpool player this week. Oh, 100%. And with me, I have to go Salah or Trent. If you want a safe option, you go in Salah. If you want whatever out there, let's go for it. Go Trent. This week, um, I actually put in Trent and it worked out perfectly. And I put in Traore and it worked out perfectly. So, with me, Salah for one, Trent the other. If you don't have Salah and you have uh, Mane, Mane's been up and down the last few weeks, but you can always count on him to do something. In his last two game weeks, he's only picked up six points. He, mm. He's only... But before that, he was in such fine form and I would be back in the dirt. And if you're really, really trying to go out there and really wanting something, try Trent. Trent, in the last five, six game weeks, been amazing. He has returned of 24 points, eight, six, six, and 10. That's amazing. If you had a captain him, and go with those points, you'd be the happiest person right now. Um, and they have two games. And West Ham, on the other hand, I can't find where they're going to find a goal from at the moment. They've really mm. been poor in front of goal. Even a clean sheet there and two points against Wolves, that's still eight points, eight points, 16 points for your captain. I think you'd be pretty happy there. But Salah, Mane, that's your safe option. Your outside bet, I'd say Trent. So you don't recommend any West Ham players that could potentially get you some points from two games, eh? Not really. But the thing is, you have to look at the West Ham fixture as well. They've got the away game against Leicester. Mm-hmm. 
and the home game against Liverpool. And I'm going, wow, yeah. they couldn't be too hard of fixtures for these guys to play. And the way that West Ham are playing at the moment, even though they're going to be sucked into this relegation battle, they, if, they, if fixtures don't go their way this week, they are in the relegation zone. So I could honestly see them going into the relegation zone. Yeah, it's very, very possible. Um, there was one more question I wanted to ask you. On, uh, would you suggest to anyone who maybe may not have all the Liverpool players in their side to take their free hit this week or potentially triple captain one of those Liverpool players? I say triple captain when the FA Cup or when the Carabao Cup comes out. But if you have your free hit, yes, 100%. If you have maybe one Liverpool player, try the free hit this week and see what you're getting. Also, look at the fixtures from the previous weeks, just to have a look and see who did very well in the games. Look at the home and the waveform, because that Leicester game could be quite important, and the Liverpool game could be quite important as well. Okay, fantastic. Anything else you want to add on the fantasy side of things? No, no, no. This is the time where people can catch up. People usually go off the ball. They take one too many punts. So keep everything together. Don't go too crazy too soon, and you'll move up. Alrighty, awesome, Andrew. I'm glad that the second attempt worked. We didn't have to restart it again. Um, yeah, thanks again for your insights and enjoy the football this week. Oh, thank you, Ty. I will see you on our next episode. Awesome, thanks. Cheers. Bye-bye.